0: Well, greetings and salutations, everybody, my fellow club members, and welcome to our first, our very first uh, installment of Movie Club. I'm, of course, your host, uh, John Campy. Nice to have you guys here. I'm joined over here, of course, by Robert Meyer Burnett. Robert, how you doing?
1: I am doing quite well. I come to serve, John. I come to serve Rome.
0: <laughs> and sitting over here, also serving Rome is Ray Ora. Ray? I do. Hi, hi, (laughs) hi. It's good to have you guys here. And of course, uh, we're here talk about Gladiator. So here's what Movie Club is going to be. You know, we we often do open spoiler discussions about new movies. We thought, what if we did those, but with some of our older and favorite movies? And, you know, every week get together, talk about a great, classic, wonderful, fun movie that we love. And uh, we'll call that Movie Club. It's kind of laid back. It's very casual, and that's what we're going to do here. And thank you to all you guys who are joining us here live as we talk about that. So here's how Movies Club is going to go. We're going to start off where Rob, me, and Ray are going to talk about Gladiator ourselves. And then we're going to let you guys chime in, our other club members. You guys just use the super chat feature in the YouTube if you're watching live and only if you're watching live. And remember, please make sure you keep any comments and questions strictly to Gladiator strictly to gladiator that's what you're here to talk yeah. about if you write in and ask about the batman we're just going to skip over your question uh so yeah that's what we're going to do so let's get into it guys let's is this a spoiler free conversation oh no 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 A uh, fully fully open spoiler just discussion. Checking, john okay 2000s gladiator directed by of course ridley scott uh i believe his best film which is a lot to say because he's directed some masterpieces uh of course Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, both of whom were nominated for Academy Awards. Russell Crowe won the Academy Award for Best Actor for this. Joaquin Phoenix, I believe it was his first Academy Award nomination. And Wonder Woman's mother, Connie Nielsen, playing uh, Commodus's sister. If only she were born a man. What a Caesar she would have been. <laughs> I mean, uh, with that, yeah, you got to remember, go back to that. That was Wonder Woman's mom. I, so, Rob, let's just start with some general stuff. Like, when you think of Gladiator... Like what's the first thoughts that come to your head? Well, not just the actors you mentioned, but it's like a who's who of the British
1: stage and film theater. Richard Harris playing Marcus Aurelius and Derek Jacobi playing a, a senator. Uh, there's there's and the guy and I forget his name, John, the actor that who plays Quintus. Who would you, Quintus? It, would I? Uh, such a great actor. I mean, the the cast of this movie, and of course the great Oliver Reed in his last role. Um, There's Thomas still,
0: uh, Arana, by the way, who no, played Quintus. He's so good, and I think that I think
1: the thing that strikes me the most about Gladiator is this is a movie I thought I was going to hate, because when was the last time anyone made a sword and sandal epic? You know, I grew up with them, yep. but you know, it's like when Peter Graves was like, "Do you like movies about gladiators in airplane?" <laughs> yeah. My answer to that question was no, not particularly. I, I, I There was a, look, I like Ben Hur, but that wasn't necessarily about gladiators. But I have to say, John, from the opening of this movie, where you see, where you see Maximus's hands gliding over the wheat, and you yep. hear Lisa Gerard from Dead Can Dance. Oh. And you hear hans zimmer's music and then you cut to the battle of germania which was like peak verisimilitude i mean i'd never seen a roman battle staged against the barbarian hordes of germania you know (laughs) i had never i'd never seen anything like this you know and on my signal unleash hell you know it was i was so in watching the beginning of this film i was completely mesmerized you know the the the, and the way the character of of maximus is built up clearly he's he's almost like a warrior poet you know the way he gets on the ground and rubs the earth between his hands yeah. and he's having a philosophical debate about whether or not he should engage in this battle with with his with commodus um i mean not with commodus with quintus should and there's that great exchange people should know when they're conquered would you quintus would I I mean it's so it's so great so immediately as Ridley Scott is so great at doing he builds this world that we've never seen portrayed on film quite this way and I was just absolutely knocked out and mesmerized by this opening
0: scene Uh, I'll I'll tell you what I the first time I walked out of gladiator the first time I saw it I remember it was at this little movie theater in this little mall in this little town of Saskatoon Saskatchewan Canada (laughs) And I remember I walked out and I really liked it, but I remember feeling disappointed because I was looking forward to, because, you know, when when Maximus is planning to get out, he's going to go get his men back. How are the men? Fat and bored. And he's going to, I had this thing in my head that he was going to go get his men. And however many, I can't remember the number of men they said he had waiting for him. But then seeing that battalion of Roman legion marching on Rome, I was like, oh, we're going to get this. And we didn't get that. And it was after my, and I still really liked the movie, but I remember after watching the second time going, nah, that was the right decision. That was the way it went. Uh, Ray, you just watched the movie again. recently. when you think of this movie, Gladiator, just what's the first thoughts that come to your head? Um, actually, this was
2: the first movie I was introduced to, uh, Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix, for the first time with this I think
0: movie. it was for a lot of people, was that um,
2: I I didn't know anything about them. I'm not usually into these types of movies but i remember we were at my uncle's house and he actually had the disc the dvd disc or whatever it was and he played it and i loved it i mean there's there's not there's nothing else i've seen that's like this movie i probably wouldn't watch any other movie with this sort of theme just because i'm not into these movies but that tells you how good the movie is that i actually enjoyed this movie you know, I, I have my, my, my picks of genres that I like, usually that I'll deny right off the bat and someone will have to force me to watch it. I guess in Awake, it's because I had no choice but to watch it because <laughs> there's choice. one TV in my uncle's house and it, everyone's hanging out. He put it on and I guess by just luck, he put this movie on because I probably would have never watched it. But yeah, that's, that's, that's all I remember from it. I was just blown away by it. And I disagree. The Martian is Ridley Scott's.
0: Oh, I mean, some people will say Blade Runner or people, but I, I mean, I just, I love this one so much. Here's the other thing too. I think for a lot of people, it was their first introduction to Russell Crowe, who, as some of you guys may or may not know, he's my favorite actor. He, I don't, you know, Dale is the GOAT, but my favorite actor is actually Russell Crowe. I, there's something about, I've always liked the way he does things and whatever, but he did two movies before, I mean, he did many more than that, but he did two movies before Gladiator that I knew him from. One was, what was it, The Insider? The one we did with Al Pacino? The
1: Insider that Michael Mann directed.
0: And he got nominated for an Academy Award for that. And I remember thinking, who is this guy? I think that was a, what was that, 1997? Something 19, like that, something yeah. Like that. I remember watching and thinking, who is this guy in this movie with Al Pacino and he's acting circles around Al Pacino? And I, I'm like, I was just stunned by it. And he got nominated for the Academy Award for it. And then he did this hockey movie called Mystery Alaska Oh. that I freaking love. That movie was great, actually. I love Mystery Alaska. Now, of course, a lot of that has to do with the fact that I am Canadian, of course, and I'm a big guy sure. in hockey, but it is a wonderful movie. This is a wonderful, wonderful movie, and then shortly after that, out comes Gladiator. And I remember, you mentioned the verisimilitude of it. I, I remember because we remember Braveheart and stuff like that, and it was very gritty, but especially about that opening battle at Germania, there just something of it felt like I have a feeling this is probably more like what one of these battles would have actually been like than maybe anything else we've ever seen in, in a yeah. Hollywood film. And I love that. I loved it when <laughs> they throw the head, the horse come running back. Oh, the head comes. Yeah. So what, what did he say? It's their message. I can't I can't remember. Yeah. There's their reply. Right. Something like that. And then they come out of the, the woods, like holding up the heads and everything. It's like, oh boy. Okay, here we go. And it goes to it. And they ins- instantly introduce you to, to Maximus and the fact that his men... Revere him, he's not Mac he's the general and 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 I love the way you're ready without saying any words
2: you could tell he's he's the shit he's the he's the one. you're right even before he said he's, a thing he's you're the right. one Rob, Rob pointing out when he he just a war is about to happen, and this guy calmly goes to the dirt, rubs his hands like, are we gonna do this yeah how calm is he? you ready from the first what minute of the movie you already know this is the guy. This yeah, he walks diet. down
1: that line and he he claps soldiers on the shoulder yeah man it, it, was, it, it was the the great thing about this movie is there's so much great character building there's a lot they with never
0: several sometimes movies will give you good character build with one or two this doesn't like commodus his sister the, the emperor <clears throat> maximus the the uh, doctore like all that kind of it's all there
1: it's all there and it it uh, i feel that you know, I feel like I'm, I'm in the hands of filmmakers that really know how to tell a story and get to the heart of the matter quickly in a scene so you know who everybody is. Like, Joaquin Phoenix, his performance in this, I mean, he's a super douche in this movie. Oh, I mean, he he's is, so good at it. And he's so good, like, when he first shows up, you know, uh, are we late for the battle or whatever? And everyone knows. Do we miss the battle? And Yeah, do we miss the battle? And, and Richard Harris, you know, there's a whisper that is wrong and and even he this one of the great british actors of all time playing marcus aurelius and the relationship that he has with with maximus i have to call on you again you know and right. and and the way the way that all the pieces are put on the board and how it happens and then you you see uh uh patricide you see communists kill his own father and yeah. everything goes to hell everything goes to hell and and you know it's coming you could feel the clouds but then when it does it's shocking the betrayal because the men have to do what their emperor commands there is no like well no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna i mean i mean even quintus is like this sucks but i'm gonna get put to death if i don't yeah and and we're off to the races man the betrayal in this film is one of the great betrayals in cinema history because 're we as the viewers are like wait what what did you what's going on here and and there's nothing we can do and we're just like Maximus you feel the walls close in on you so when he's led away to be taken out into the forest to be executed Take him out,
0: around behind the woodshed and get, get I mean
1: you there. as an, if you as an audience member as an astute viewer and I'm, I'm sure it was like this with you too you're like oh my god like you've just watched this and you don't know what's gonna happen like I've never, I don't think I've ever been so engrossed so quickly into a, a hero's journey or a, a journey of vengeance, whatever you want to call it, than I was
0: in this film. You know what? This is the moment where I knew this movie was great. You mentioned the patricide, the the moment of the betrayal, right? I think a lot of lesser filmmakers, what they would have done is is have... Aha, now I shall kill my father and take his throne. <laughs> and that's what 99% of other movies will do. What I knew in that moment that we were, I mean, the Germania battle was awesome and all that kind of stuff, but it's that moment that you knew something, you were watching something special because, and you're going to see a really special performance because as Commodus is killing his father, you could tell it pained him. Yeah. Like he was in anguish killing his own father, right? And I'm like, this is deep. <laughs> but like, it- But even before that, I'm sorry, I I
2: hate to go back, but just the first meeting between Maximus and Commodus, when he gets off the the horse, yeah, you could tell there's a you could tell off the bat that he's very I don't know, I I don't want to call he's very smug, obviously, but whatever his uh gesture towards Maximus, it was very arrogant and like he looked at him like, you know, like he was very sarcastic. I don't know how to describe it, but he he didn't mean. There was a smarmyness to him. Because he wanted to embrace Maximus for the win, right? But even on Maximus' side, he was like, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to give dude. him respect. He's he wasn't even dude. here fighting with us. You know, so they, they had that, they had that thing already face to face. You could tell there's like a little tension starting to build up right when they got on screen for the first time. And then what's sad is the dad in the middle of
0: it. Like yeah. he still loves his son. You know, that's that's the thing. But he, he knows he what's actually, best for the country. The he knew place. his son should not be on my throne, but he does love his son. I yeah, mean that's a son. good point. Yeah, he
1: knows that it's a really good point. And also it harks back to like for me the scene in The Godfather when Vito is talking about Sonny. Right. And he says, Sonny's a bad don. Yeah. You know, and and the fa- fathers know their son's shortcomings. They love their sons anyway, but but you know, you've already had Marcus Aurelius say, Look, I can't have I can't have my son Commodus become Caesar. Commodus cannot rule. He, he cannot, must not rule. He must not rule. And, and the idea that Maximus is a leader, a born leader of men, you have to take my place in all of this. And, and even though Commodus doesn't quite know about what's happening behind the scenes, when his father says, you will not rule, you know, tells him that. And, and it's Commodus his whole life. I find him sympathetic. Even though he turns out to be a despicable human being. But that's what
0: makes the character so great. There's a little bit of you that feels that bit of Because he's him. just
1: a, he's a son that wants the, he, he, for whatever reason, he's not what his father needed him to be. And he knows it. Yeah. And, and, and all of that frustration comes out in this murderous rage, but it's, it's, it's a lifetime of not being, knowing he's not as good as his father needs him to be.
0: And what, what is it that? that the emperor says to him he says something along the lines of he says to commodus and i'm paraphrasing here correct me in the wording but he basically says to him all your failings as a son are mine as a father yes like he, he oh. because he also acknowledges to to commodus's sister i am not the best dad right i have not been the best and, dad And that line he said to her too if you were
2: born a, a man if only whatever. you were
0: born a man what a be. so you, you can do
2: right off the bat how he felt about his son ruling. And that was killing him because that was in his head the whole time. Like, I I don't want my, it was between his son, what's best for the, whatever you call it, the country, whatever. The empire. The the empire versus. It was her. She was
0: what was best for the empire. But she couldn't His son's feelings. You know what
2: I mean? It was like, he was trying to decide. He knew what was best. We all knew. He was trying to make the decision. That was probably what was
0: killing him too. But (laughs) all of
1: all of it is set up so there's so many layers. Like you had said, it could have just been, "I'm going to slay my father.
0: (laughs) I shall be emperor now."
1: And and when all of this starts to go down, Maximus knows, like he understands, these walls are closing in on him very rapidly. Yeah, I love when he says. Russell Crowe's an actor the emperor's been slain you know that that line and he realizes what's going on and he's trying he's like I got to move and I got to move now and it's too late
0: you know they come in and there's nothing there's nothing he can do and and all of a sudden he's out behind the woodshed they're trying to execute him he takes a Praetorian and he like he takes them down makes his escape, and then ultimately goes into slavery. And he's, he gets taken to the gladiator. He's only known as the Spaniard, which starts the movie into starting to feel like a bit of a mystery in in a way, but a mystery that we're waiting for the other characters to unsolve because we already know what's going on. But a small tidbit, but before that
2: part happens, there was a party, right? The soldiers celebrate. Yeah, and that's when we find out him and the sister actually had a romance before well
0: you find that out just before the party they run into each other right uh, out in the ground which they is kind, little kind little of important
2: a little importance there
0: well yeah it, that's huge i mean understanding the emotional attachment because ultimately it, it's his it's why i think maximus later feels sympathy towards her son is because he had affection for her at one point and so and then you get into that party and of course that's where one of the great kind of introductions to what the overall thematic idea of the movie is, is about, is will be screaming, Republic, Republic, the whole idea that there are senators who want to move Rome back to becoming a republic. The fact that the emperor himself is looking at moving that and to Commodus, that's against my destiny. Okay. I, my destiny is to be emperor. I am the father of Rome now, and and so you get that whole philosophical thing on top of the great action of the arena and everything.
2: And throughout that party, we still see we get more of how much his men love him. Yes, when he walks in and there, the people, yeah, hey, hey, Maximus, yeah, you know that's how dedicated they are to him, which plays a part too later on. Just to see like when everything is handed over to they, it's like they don't know him anymore,
0: right? Isn't that what happens? No, but, no, no. no. Remember, he just never sees his men again. The oh, men all okay, think he's okay, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm his sorry. His men all think sorry. he's dead at that point. But also
1: okay. they can't the way that that society works, those soldiers can't just rise up against Rome. I mean, oh, yeah, they they right. all have a great duty. They love Maximus, but there's also there's also they they had a great sense of pride and, and duty and, 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 and who the, they served, yeah, and,
2: order rule or whatever. And, and they
1: can't order. suddenly those men were not born or bred in a way where they're going to re- revolt
0: immediately okay you know and and until he says when my men find out i'm alive he knows that the connection between him and his men right he knows that and he knows that they will be loyal to him because they have fought and bled lived and died with him not rome with him sure and he knows it right
1: but also they believe when he says the emperor has been slain he has information that's correct you know and they know that he's not lying or whatever but what i love about this it's like
0: that wasn't his men they were about to execute that was the praetorian that was the praetorian guard not his own men oh no no absolutely
1: but what i love about this is it's it's a great fantasy story in the sense Mm. that a hero is banished from his homeland you know he has been wronged and cast out Beautiful. into whether it's Mordor or wherever it is he's been cast out and suddenly there's this Odyssey where I want to get home to my wife I want to get home to my house my poplar trees I want to get home to my horses and you know and I, I that's all I want you know and I, and then he begins his his journey his Odyssey
2: I, I love that we could see that human part of him too because throughout the whole film I love his warrior soldier general mentality like it was like uh, when he started talking about that. It was kind of like, you know, that's you know, that's cool. He's still he's not always a soldier. He's a husband. Yeah, he's a husband. He, husband he to, a to a murdered wife.
1: Father to a murdered son. When needed, he will have
2: his vengeance when needed. he switches that off and becomes the general. Knows battle strategy, how to act towards certain situations that um,
0: involve his life on the line. You know what I mean? And and remember that part. That part of the movie. We're talking about when the wife and the son come into it. As you're watching, it cuts to the wife and the son on their at their home, and they see the the Romans coming, the Praetorian oh. coming, and oh, they're looking out, and you know, oh my God, no, no, no. Oh. When they, when he finally arrives home to find them, you know, I talk about that David Duchovny scene in Return to Me when he comes home after his wife dies and he just breaks down on the floor. Russell Crowe's performance in that moment. When he gets back home and he finds his wife and his son murdered and strung up and burned, and what a shot that was too. The, the, her feet were all oh, uh, burnt.
2: The, that was hard because I, it took me a little while to connect it because yeah. I was younger, and I was like, "Holy crap,
0: she's hanging!" And that's when I was like, "Oh," and but and then then his performance in that moment, right? Oh, like you could feel his complete and utter. Brokenness. He was done. And it's not until he finds out Commodus is doing that that he almost rediscovers his desire and purpose to live. But we see oh. a little bit before that, too, how good this guy is by himself under
2: yes, odds when they're about to behead him, right? We see how good yeah, he is the, yeah. by himself. Yep. His hands are literally tied behind his back, right? At that moment, were they behind his back or were they in front of him? I I think think they 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 of him. In front of him, Because I remember holding a sword with his yeah. hand. And how smart he was. Quick thinking, because yeah. that. He was going to swipe his blade right away. Well, I mean that's fast. You know, that's
1: why he was the general of the Felix legions. You he, know, he was the guy. He, he was and what I really loved once he he is is captured but, and and sort of taken into when he meets Oliver Reed, you know, and becomes goes into the gladiator pits who for the He died first time. before
0: this movie died,
1: yeah, finished so, shooting. Yeah. What yeah. what I loved about that though was he he waits and watches and he meets people Mm -hmm. he slowly meets because he's a born leader and his men the other gladiators can sense it he's
2: like scoping them
1: out right yeah and he just doesn't step up and go i I know more than all of you you know he has to he knows he understands in order to engender loyalty you need to earn it right right and and the way he works his way through the men and 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 they respect him because he respects them and watching him fight in the in the in the arenas you know the are you not entertained in the outlying areas where zookabar was the name of the town they're in
2: that whole part right there that whole segment was probably my favorite area of the movie when he first he's he's scoping them out because we already know who this guy is it just gives me goosebumps. It's almost like he's like a superhero in disguise, and these guys don't know. It's exactly who's within right. within the ranks, and he's not the biggest. He's actually looks like the shortest and the smallest, but yet these guys have no idea that they who they're th- with. This guy right here is about to save all their lives for as long as he can. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh my God!
0: What and, was Ralph and, Moeller? Is the guy? Uh, who played the giant Germanian. Who's a,
1: who's a friend of Schwarzenegger's in real life. Yeah,
0: and and I think he was in um, Best of the Best too. Yeah. That's yeah. right. But I, I think it's name. that moment in his when he's talking to Maximus, after it's been revealed that he's Maximus, he goes, you've won many battles. I've won some. Germania. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> oh, just that old scene. But can, can I bring this up too? One of the, I, I think philosophically and from a narrative point of view one of the most brilliant things that ridley scott and his screenwriters did in this is that gladiator could have been just a very simple revenge movie okay like like the classic kung fu my master was murdered on i'm on a of quest for revenge my wife and son were murdered on i'm on a of quest for revenge but what ridley scott and his screenwriters did is they interwove the destiny of commodus and maximus as an analogy, if you will, for the greater fate of Rome. The whole idea of Rome, the very fate and the future of Rome and what direction Rome as a civilization was going to go was now tied to this individual revenge story between Maximus and Commodus. And as you go through, as the senators come in and out of their stories, both the wicked one telling the the parable of the fish and and the good one, it goes, you will be free and I shall be dead. Like when they come in and out, it just reminds us that what is going on between these two individuals is actually in a larger frame connected to what's going on in their society as a whole.
1: But no, that's absolutely true and you're you're absolutely right and and i think that what's interesting is you're kind of seeing, to add to that co- uh, 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 point, Maximus is building basically a democracy within the ranks of his own gladiatorial school by making friends with Ralph, with making friends with Jaimon Hansu. He's treating these people with respect and he's getting respect back based on, and so he's building in a way, he's building the kind of Rome that Marcus Aurelius wanted him to build, even in the ranks of his gladiators because they're learning how to work together. I mean, later on in the film, he says, have any of you been in the military? You know, oh, when yeah, they finally yeah. get to Rome and uh, and he goes, look, you've got to, and he's he's got in seconds before whatever comes through that door, you know, we have to work as one. And and we
0: have to. And it's such a natural command. They follow. They follow. And whoever did it, they died. Obviously. Yeah, they, the ones who who's And it's real easy die. to yeah. change your,
2: your view on whether we should listen to the guy. When the guy right next to you, his legs are getting cut off or something like that. But I, I apologize. I, you, you said that one thing that you just did. To me, this movie, after I saw The Wife uh, and Kid Dead, just became John Wick and his dog. <laughs> and I, went, I just wanted to see Revenge. I'm sorry. I, that guy. I don't have a, uh, a wider thinking like that to see that because I never saw that. I saw I'm going to get this guy's ass and that's it. You know what I mean? My 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 head. Well, was
1: but a- but you're not wrong. And no, that, no, that, that's that's part of the emotional hook to it. Yeah, that's the driving thrust. Of the we all want that. We all want to see this guy. But at the same time, it's so rich. Even the relationship he has with Oliver Reed. He's essentially Oliver Reed's slave. You know, uh, and and then they have that relationship. And obviously, Oliver Reed. When they you were a gladiator. Yes, I was. <laughs> you know, and then when they're finally, because because even Oliver Reed's like this guy. He's not just some spanish dude we found on the side of the road he he knows he can tell what's happening and there's even respect between the two of them right yes
2: did, did i follow right did they say oliver reed or proximo killed his owner was that
0: th- th- wasn't all i know that, said so, he won he won in the he arena got, he and got, got the emperor gave him the, yeah, the oh, tapped yeah.
1: him on the gave him the wooden sword oh i thought the I wooden thought, gladius i
0: thought i heard someone say or mention something oh you're the one who killed your your owner like that's how we freedom so from. no I I don't, think yeah I don't, I don't you might know. be thinking of another gladiator story can i mention one other thing though you brought up jaimon hansu and that reminds me of there's first of all strength and honor i mean that's how many guys started saying that to each other after gladiator came out like a lot oh, yeah. so there's that there's a ton of great quotable lines in it but i think maybe my favorite and jaimon hansu is, is talking to, to maximus about his prayer and he says I'm talking to my my wife and my son. He says what do you say to them? He says to my son, I say, keep your heels down and whatever else he says. And he says and to and my you're wife. Riding her horse. To my wife, that is none of your business. And I'm
1: like <laughs> that's so great. Guys. No, it's so great. And and you know also Jimen Hansu pretty much saved Maximus's life. Yes, he did. With that wound, I mean you see that yep. he he made sure that that they were I'm cleaning your wound. Yep. And all of that. So and and Jimen Hansu A great fighter, but also a compassionate.
2: Yeah, you know that's the thing I I I I saw with that. Obviously, from looks wise or whatever, they come from different places, right? But yet, when it comes down to it, they they had a relationship was beautiful, which I hope everyone can have with anybody from different walks of life. I mean, if you 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 talk about Proximo,
0: at the end of the day, Proximo died for him. Yeah. Like he died so he could make his escape. Yeah. He could have simply gone, okay, you, you know, Praetorian, he's in here. Come get him. Open the gate. He, he let him get away knowing he was going to die. And that almost seemed like Prox- to Proximo, that was the end of his real journey. That as a gladiator brought to freedom, having his own gladiators now, and ultimately seeing this next one going, who very well could become emperor. Mm. It was like the completion of his circle of life. And as he's standing there, that shot, that silhouette, as he's standing there facing out the window, and I don't even think that was him because he had died by that point. Yeah, the actor. Yeah. But as he there like that, and you see the Batorian coming in, and just not—they just you're uh, under arrest. No, he's just like slaughtering. Yeah, they didn't him. even. It was f- kill. Yeah,
1: kill yeah, was, now.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the. Can we talk about the fights that were happening in the? We haven't. We haven't even
0: talked about the and the, and the actual even. arenas, yeah.
2: dude. The Battle of Coffee. Some of, that, <laughs> some of the armor. In that was so dope. <laughs> I don't, I know, I
0: don't you know how else to describe it. First of all, if <laughs> I had to have my own personal Paul Heyman, it would be that dude, that arena announcer. <laughs> he was John great. Champion. I want him walking around announcing me everywhere I go. I want of antiquity.
1: He's actually uh, David Hemmings. Is a he was in like Dario Gento's Deep Red. I mean, he's a was another. He was. I didn't in, know that. He was in Antonioni's. He stars in Antonioni's Blow Up. Which is another great late '60s swing in London movie. I mean, he was a pre—he looks a little different in Gladiator, but again, another great British actor. And and like you said, I would want that guy just announcing me wherever I went. Yeah.
2: and and, and but, the fights right there, Maximus—that's how he would win the crowd, right? Winning yeah, those matches. Yeah. It just reminded me of the end of Rocky IV when. The Drago fans started going rocky. <laughs> That's how it, rocky. No, that feeling you get like, oh, I won a huge group of people over. And it was happening little by little until it came to the Coliseum. And I was like, this guy, he he's unstoppable right here. He's like a freight train going through Rome, picking up everybody with him, leaving uh uh what's his name? Uh Joaquin Phoenix's character behind.
1: Commonist, yeah. Yeah. You I know, when mean, we when
2: The we were- people's champ.
0: We were the people champ. When we went out to have lunch too, Ray, you brought up this too, and I hadn't even really thought of this, but you brought up when he ultimately does kill Commodus. It is so disturbing. Yeah, it's that slow. The blade starts to go in. The desperation in Commodus is yeah. now regretting many of his life choices, and, and his it was face. Powerful. Oh my Commodus god, Commodus's face. Like the way he looks
2: scared, like a little boy. Yeah. Also, like looks like he doesn't know what's. He's like shocked. Like I can't believe this is happening. You're supposed to be dead. I, you pretty much started the match with one arm. Yeah, I already stopped. Well, stabbed that, you.
1: Uh, yeah, the way that communist cheated, like you know, d- did everything he can to stab yeah. him in the back. And I mean, you. What's so great too is that. I wouldn't say he's a mustache-twirling villain, but there have been few villains in cinema history that I've hated more than him by the end of that movie.
0: Oh, I hate And when he ever.
1: wounds Maximus before they go into the arena oh, yeah. for the final time. You bitch. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 I've I, watched this movie a hundred times, yeah. and every time I get to
0: the end of the movie, I am so angry. Yep, yep. I
1: am so like, I can't wait to get oh,
0: Well, because God. by that point, he's embraced it, right? Like, by that point, Commodus is like, F it, I wanted them to love me. Don't care now. He's like threatens the life of his own sister. Exactly. He threatens the life of her son. Exactly. He's just gone. That's it. I'm embracing this. This is what I'm going to be because this is what I'm going to get what I want. But he keeps this front in front of the people. Like, yes. you
2: know, when they, 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 he he wants to kill Maximus the first time he meets? Yeah. And everyone's like, no, no, no. He's like, ah. but you could tell, like, this is going to go down like sometime, right? Yeah. But the sounds he was making when Maximus was hitting him with just elbows, And fists, like those little squirms of like a weakling, like, (laughs) like that. It's tough to hear, but I didn't want to hear it from anyone else but him. You know what? Like the little boy, I'm being hurt sounds like. It reminds
0: me this too. It's it's, whenever in a movie, the villains have a clear way of killing the heroes and ending it. There's a little plot device that filmmakers will use to keep the heroes alive. Don't make them a martyr. Can't make them... That has never worked out for a movie villain. It always turns out every single time the best thing would have done is just kill the hero right there when you have the chance. And he did it so well, he used his own hand to because remember, oh yeah, when when was killing him, yeah.
2: All his strength, all everything that's happened, he's like, and slow. It goes in a little bit, then a little bit more, and then all the way. Like and you hear those sounds. I'm like,
0: that's it. By the way, superhero movies are the best movies in the live chat, brought up a good point. In that final battle with Commodus, oh my God, Commodus's armor was a thing of beauty. Oh, it truly that full was. That whole white outfit. Like, I don't know who the costume designer on it was. I'm sure Marilyn knows. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was Marilyn, but it, it that was one of the best designed outfits I've seen in movies, especially for period pieces. But Commodus's outfit in that final battle is
1: no, and, and it, you know, another thing what I really liked too is the idea of you win the crowd, you'll win your freedom and, and all that. Win the crowd, you'll get to Rome. Maximus wins over the crowd in the Colosseum in Rome, thwarting, thwarting every time Commodus tries to kill him. Brings in the old, the, the best gladiator exactly, of all time the retired one. to bring him out of retirement because he knows no one can fight this guy. Well, Maximus and that one guy had they brought no retirement is him. an
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger buddy. The guy they brought out of retirement, we who to die, salute. You. Yeah, yeah. He was in a couple of Arnold. Games. His armor was sick too. Yeah, it was oh, with that, the spikes. Oh, it was oh, amazing. Oh, the face it was a
1: mask. It was amazing. And and it's it's when you see that battle and Maximus takes that guy out. Yeah, and and of course you know Maximus the Merciful. Maximus did, the Merciful. Did you guys
2: see that um, the tigers? He was pulling the tigers oh, away yes, whenever yes, it got yes. close to the other guy. I, I just noticed that last night when I was watching. That's, That's how great. much like, yeah. Was so I was good. like, wait a second. Commodus has his hand in this battle too. Like he he did, of, of course. But with the Tigers, I I totally missed the part that they were pulling away
0: when the retired guy would get close to them. Yeah. By the way, not the best move, bringing a guy to retirement. He's been sitting on the couch for two more. Yeah, no, probably probably could have gone to something better. You know what though? Also, all of the action scenes
1: and the battles are never too over the top. You know, you never see something like, oh, this... They couldn't survive this. Those battles. Oh yeah,
0: Maximus never does a three sixty flip in the no. air and does the, things that the, weren't humanly possible. The chariot possible. battle was the best one. I oh. think. Uh, shades, I... shades of um, wow. uh, why am uh, Ben Hur? Yeah, I mean, but
1: this was like. The thunderous, the sound design. Yeah. Those those like Amazon women that comes out come out with the arrows. The little things on the wheels. How is that fair?
2: (laughs) You know, I mean It wasn't meant to be fair, it was meant to be a slaughter. I know. That person got cut in half. I was like, Woo okay, those weapons do work.
1: Oh, it was you know it was just I mean, those action scenes nowadays I think they wouldn't there, it, there's there's fast cutting in so this
0: cg'd too today
1: but, uh, yeah it, it's 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 great Max, had-
2: and maximus was always under control he never let any deaths that he saw around him affect his judgment he was always
0: in there with the best you know yeah well you know yeah, yeah you know what calm I mean. cool and collected and then the ending of the film i think anybody could have seen it coming from a mile away but i think the first time i saw the movie i did not I, I didn't see him dying at the end. And so his death at the end, and the senator comes out. Who shall what's it say? Who shall carry him with me? Who yes, shall something yes. like that? That whole thing. For, first of all, by the way, two full circle um for uh uh would you what what's what's the head plutorian's guard's name again? I just said this Quintus. Quintus. When Quintus had, had enough mm-hmm. and Commodus is like, give me a sword. Give me a sword. Quintus is like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and none of the rest of you give him one either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you. He's, he's like, <laughs> man, Finally he's you to Commodus, yeah. right? And then he gets beat and then they carry his body. And then that beautiful, I don't know what to call it. That piece of music at uh, that starts to play. Oh. Uh, starting to see the afterlife. Oh, now we are free. Now we are free. But th- that, that vocal, uh, like I was done. Happening. I
2: was done at that time. The first time I watched, I was crying already. Oh, Oh, and he
1: gets to go to Elysium.
0: It,
2: that was another thing.
1: It, if, so you find, if you find yourself you know, amongst, amongst trees or
0: grass, for you were in Elysium and you were already dead. But I mean, that turns, the, the little glimpses of the afterlife turns the ending of Gladiator from a tragic ending to a heroic happy ending. Uh, yeah, it's but like I he wins, happy. And he wins. I wasn't happy. And he's reunited though. with his son and his wife, which is the terrible, terrible idea about the sequel about having the gods sending him back. Now, I mean, that, that was such um, a terrible idea. But the speech she makes before the, As the she's lady in the arena, where she's like, she, "He oh, is a son a- of Rome. Oh, he yes. is a- son of
2: Rome. Yeah. Son of Rome." And, w- and something like well, to effect of like, you know, we should honor him. Yes, you know what I mean. Hon- I think supposed- she just says honor him. It's like yeah, yeah. And then like they pick him up. Oh. See, okay,
1: this is gonna seem strange. And the communist
2: right there.
0: <laughs> and it's even a rot. Yeah,
1: I want Star Wars, modern Star Wars, to be like this movie, like mm. not like exactly like the story of Gladiator, because it's pop entertainment. You know, it's an action historical film, but it's meant to get be wildly entertaining. I could see this. You could you could have this set. It could be uh, uh, Black or Stanton is Maximus. You know, he's in, the, <laughs> he's in the pits fighting. But to make a film with this kind of import and this kind of... This movie is very intelligent. And it's weird because they wrote this script as they were going along. Oh, wow. They really? didn't have... If you read about how this movie was made, they didn't have a finished script. And they were writing it as they moved along. So the fact that it's as good as it is By is way, astonishing. Because
0: I believe I've heard before that proximo's ending was actually going to be a bit different initially that initially proximo was going to live but then oliver's uh his death kind of changed the course of that so just shows an amazing versatility to be able yeah. to move think on their feet that quick and still make something that felt so beautiful so put together
2: horrible curveball to be thrown at oh, you oh yeah i mean one I, of the worst things that could be thrown at you during a yeah
1: a, i mean if you watch like interviews about the making of this film russell crowe has talked about it really scott has talked about it i think walter parks i also love the story about how they got ridley scott involved they showed him one specific painting mm-hmm. and i think it was walter parks had it they had him in his office or something and Ridley scott's like i don't want to make a sword and sandal movie he had like no interest and there's this one picture and when you see the painting you look at the painting and you're like oh and it's like a painting in the arena in rome but it's it's done in this like kick-ass way like you've never seen it done before and it was that one painting that got ridley scott to say okay if you want me to make this movie i can do that
0: Well, listen, guys, we have uh, we have sat here and and monopolized this discussion about (laughs) Gladiator for 40 minutes now. And now it is time for us to throw it open to you and start hearing from you guys about your thoughts and opinions on this movie. So let's not waste any time and dive right into it here. BMF. Uh, 395 writes are you not entertained (laughs) are you not entertained is this not why you are here love the show john ps the music in this film is fantastic it it is a beautiful marriage of the music and the imagery throughout this but again that's just another great example of how many damn quotable lines are in this movie are you not and how many times has that been mimicked in movies and TV shows ever since it's been used like a dozen times or a hundred times all right ryan loner writes my high school latin teacher loved this film so much he took on a project of translating the whole thing into latin <laughs> what oh <laughs> well <Wow>, that's great <laughs> that is that reminds. i've heard some things about some star trek people have have actually there actually there's a book of Shakespeare translated into the Klingon, Klingon
2: Hamlet. We yep. see it all the time in different forms now of like whether they're translating language, they're actually making the whole movie that they love into an animated and put yeah. it up on YouTube.
0: Yeah. People show love towards the things they love in different ways. Yeah. Appreciation. And sometimes in it's a really great. creative way like that. All right. Next up, we got Ryan Loner also writes, I was 16 when this film was released and it was my first time seeing a lot of the actors like you, right? A lot of the actors, uh, the one who made the biggest impact was Joaquin Phoenix. Again, you, you look at movies like there will be blood, right? And I call that the greatest single performance I've ever seen in a movie by, by Daniel day Lewis. But you forget that that performance was elevated by Paul Dano's performance. He needed a great performers around him as well. Russell Crowe won that Academy Award, deservingly so, but he won it because not only his performance was so great, but Joaquin Phoenix was there giving him a character that had the weight and the depth of a Commodus to make it happen. And it was well, I remember watching the two of them sitting at the Academy Awards, one nominated for lead actor, one for best support. It would have been great if they could have swept that, but it was a well-deserved nomination. And I mean, we've talked a lot here today about how great of a character Commodus is. And
2: oh, it's so bad that when the next movie I saw him in, Signs, wasn't he in Signs that movie? No, he yeah. was yeah. with, with Mel Gibson. I couldn't it took me like maybe thirty minutes for me to get it out of my head that he's not that guy yeah, he's that asshole
1: movie. i have to say it this has one of my favorite quick cutaways to an actor in any movie and it's it's to joaquin phoenix when they're watching the gladiatorial combat and he sticks his tongue out he's like oh yeah you know I was kissed total like bloodlust you know he's like he's just watching these people get slaughtered in the arena and if you didn't already hate him you know, there he is, just completely getting oh, off yeah. on the carnage, the bloodshed. And, 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 and it's just a really quick shot, mm. but it's so evil and effective. so it's great. So
0: effective. All right, let's keep going here. Next up, we have Mighty Tank One who writes, uh, love these because it motivates me to watch films I've not seen before. Best scene is when Maximus reveals himself to Commodus, badass mm. and he gives him the speech. Husband to a murdered wife, fa- uh, h- father to a murdered son. I will uh, have
1: my vengeance. This
0: life or the next, and Commodus's face. Oh, again, so many quotable lines. But, but that is true, Mike. sake. The, the the idea of Movie Club is uh, not just to give everybody some motivation to maybe go and watch some great movies that maybe that we love that maybe you haven't seen yet, but also give all of us an opportunity to go back and revisit some of these great movies again. And by the way, I will tell you right now, uh, the next meeting of Movie Club, which will be next week. Uh, our, mo- our movie for Movie Club next week is going to be the first Iron Man film. We're going to go back, now that we've had the entire MCU between it and now, time for us to go back and revisit Iron Man 1. So your homework this week is to go, make sure you guys go revisit Iron Man 1, but we're glad you're joining us here today, Mighty Tank. All right, next up. Uh, out of Time 1985 writes, who is your favorite non-main character? I know who's who's mine, but Rob, when you look at the movie, so other than Commodus Maximus, who's your favorite character? That's there?
1: tough. I mean, I would i i would say Jaimin hansu mm-hmm. but i've got to go i've got to go with proximo i love proximo you know and and i just i love when he's talking about the crowd the, the you know the whisper I, I, the, the, the way he describes what it's like being a gladiator and maximus recognizes he goes you are a gladiator and proximo says yes it was It's so good. It's so good. I love Oliver Reed.
0: You knew Marcus. Marcus. I did not say I knew him. It's
1: so good. It's so
0: good. I'm going to go with you on Proximo. I'm tempted to say Hagen, the big Germanian, Mm because I love him. He was great. He was great. great. great, But Proximo, you can almost make an argument that he was a main character. You can almost make that argument. So beyond... There's Hagen, Quintus again. I've mentioned. I love that turn of his at the end, where he's like, "Nay, a few Commodus, like you're, I've I've had enough of your bullshit." Uh, there was that moment in there. Um, oh, who else? I mean, Jaimon Hansu, But again, you can make an argument that maybe he's a main. And I do love Connie Nielsen. His, his manservant.
2: Oh, that guy's great.
0: Who is? I believe he is a son of Anarchy. Is that the one with the scar on his yes. face? Yes. yes.
2: The one with the scar on his face. That one who got hung at the end?
0: Oh, that's right. He got hung at the because end. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah,
2: they yeah. Had, he, that's how they drew Maximus in. That He was on his horse. Cicero.
0: Cicero. Yeah. He was Cicero, on his horse. Who it's... becomes the president of the Sons of Anarchy <laughs> yes. many, many years later. But yes, there's Cicero in there.
1: It's his reincarnated self. You, oh. you
2: don't know how relieved I was at the end when they showed uh, the giant, giant, how do you say his Giamenhanzu. name? Giamon Hanzu. Hanzu He was still alive because I thought he was
0: done. They didn't show his death, but back then I didn't know any better. You know, he Jaimon Hansu has just very quietly become one of my, over the years, one of my favorite. Like he is the main guy in my favorite Steven Spielberg film, which is Amistad. And 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 let, can we um um um
2: like uh, speculate what where he at his he is at at that moment when he lays those children down down in the those in little the arena, he because the he statues. he looked like he was dressed a lot better, like he was a civil uh, a civilian. Like, they freed him, right? Maybe It they looked did. like it because he was just by himself. There's no guards watching him. He was in some nice clothes, some a yep. robe. That's so a I just good like point. To think, I would just like to think he got through it, and he's living the good life now. Yeah, you know I, what I, mean? I think that's I think ultimately probably true. what happened.
0: All right, let's keep going here. We got a, a, still a bunch to get through here. Uh, we're going to go over to Sidious Swift, who writes, his vision of being back home in his last moments of life was beautiful, or maybe it was his first moments of heaven. Hmm. And again, we you can we can debate that. This yep. is a movie saying that he did go to Elysium. Were they saying that that was just his last his thoughts he was having before he died? Leaves it up to the audience. But it, with that coupled with the music and all that kind of stuff, you're right, Sidious. It was totally beautiful. Uh, James Hoffman writes, "Gladiator is one of my favorite movies of all time. As well, it should be. It is sheer perfection from start to finish. I still choke up at the ending. He was a soldier of Rome." Honor him. Ah, there that's you go. The that's what I was looking for. He was Thank a you. Soldier of Rome. Honor, honor him. Oh, come on, Connie Nielsen. So good. Wonder Woman's mom. Kind of dressed the <laughs> same as she does in Wonder Woman. Why not? <laughs> Man, you're right. Like, I I think we over... I'm guilty of this too, but I think all of us as movie fans are guilty of overusing the phrase, one of the greatest movies ever. We, because that's a very loose phrase. I can mean... Does that mean... You think it's in the top 10 or does that mean you think it's in the top 1,000? Whatever. I feel very comfortable saying I think Gladiator is one of the best movies ever. It is. Whether you mean that's top 20 or top 30 or whatever, I, I think it's one of the best movies ever What's made. What's
1: interesting is it works on many different levels. You could call it an action film. You could call it a political thriller. You could call it a revenge fantasy, whatever you want. But it's all of those things. I called
2: that a long movie. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this could be one of the many few, maybe the only one, that knew how to pace itself right to keep me awake.
0: I, and I'm not joking when I say that it let takes me, a let lot. Let me tell people what you said at lunch. We were we were eating lunch, right? We all you all know Ray with any movie that's over 91 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, and Ray the ultimate compliment I've ever heard Ray give a movie. He goes, I sat down to watch it again yesterday, and I couldn't believe how fast it was going by. <laughs> and it's like that is like the ultimate compliment. Sure, no, no, because whatever
2: slow parts they had, it was it fit, and it wasn't too long. Where I would start getting out of the movie, sure, yeah. They would go back to the arena. They would do something else. Something important would happen. It was. It's. It's. It's really paced really well for me.
0: All right. Next up, we've got James Hoffman who writes, uh, "So many great lines in the movie: father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next." It's, it's true. It's like again, so many quotable lines in this movie. It's absolutely crazy, James. Next up, James also writes, so many great lines. Oh, I already had that one. Sorry. Uh, Cop the Pop writes, really love Hans Zimmer's work on this film. Oh, the music, it, It's. I'm not going to say it's the greatest one ever, but it is such a nearly perfect marriage of the imagery to the music throughout the film. Yeah. Whether it's that opening stuff in Germania or the closing thing when he dies in the arena, the music... Just it takes it. It's a tour guide. The music is a tour guide in this movie. It takes us by the hand and walks us through the movie with it. Yeah. And why yeah. it doesn't hit
2: my playlist? Because for some reason it just makes me sad. The music is. But great. that's a testimony
0: to the power yeah, of. The the great, movie. Yeah, the music is great, but it'll never be on my playlist because it makes me sad. <laughs> it makes us sad. All right. Next up, Ryan Loner writes. The names of Maximus's horses are Latin for silver and trigger. <coughs> Never knew that. Love little bilingual bonuses like that. Oh, thank you. That's a neat little piece of information thank to have you. there, Ryan. Thanks for sharing that, man. All right, Josh writes, Gladiator is one of my favorite movies. I love the story, character score, and action. I remember seeing it in the theater three times. Josh touches on something. We talk a lot about four-quadrant movies, but for, the, for geeks and stuff like that, this was a multi-quadrant movie. It had political intrigue. It had deep emotion. It had depth of characters. It had terrific action. It had beautiful vengeance. It had it all. <laughs> it had all. like, we were talking over lunch. It's like, I'm trying, I struggle to think of, look, Gladiator's not a perfect movie, but I struggle to think of what was a glaring weakness in it. And I honestly can't come up with that. Other than maybe the performance of the kid, I'm going to be a <laughs> Gladiator. I am. I mean, Maybe a little bit that, but even that wasn't bad. The kid wasn't bad.
1: I shall cheer for you.
0: Oh, spread. you know what? That was he said that well. Uh, it was good. He and, said that
1: well. And you know, I keep banging on about the extended version of this. Yeah. The extended version has more of the the senators and the political intrigue. I've always thought it was strange that Ridley Scott most of his movies have multiple versions, not just Blade Runner, but Kingdom of Heaven has a much longer director's cut. The Martian does. This does. Legend does. uh The Counselor does. But I do think that the extended version, while it makes it, you wouldn't have liked it because it's like 20 minutes longer and it adds more <laughs> politics in it. But even that, you know, I could I could watch a four hour version of this movie. There is one, but I could. But like you said, John, I think it's really important that nowadays this film, I hate to is it embarrassing for me to say that there's a lot of subtlety and nuance in this movie there is (laughs) because there is is. i mean the character stuff it's totally true watching the relationship which is also expanded upon between commodus and his sister it gets really i mean that is scary because it feels
0: icky i don't is that a technical term yeah i'm gonna use it that that whole thing was icky it's
1: icky but it's also terrifying because they have their their own like like he's throwing himself at her and she's terrified of him. If she does one wrong thing, he'll have her killed and she knows it. And, and he'll and get away with it.
2: He'll get he's simply, he'll get away he with can. it. Free pass for anything.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. And it's terrifying. It's good to be king. It's good to be king. All right. Next up, Tim Platt writes, I love this movie so much. No matter how many times I see it, I always tear up when he's reunited with his family. Hans Zimmer really outdid himself. And he, that's the that's the thing too, Tim, is that They know how to hit. It's not just grr, ra yay swords. It's heavy emotion. You feel it. Like starting from a broken Maximus at the feet of his hanging and burned wife and son to the joy that comes at the end with the idea of him reuniting with them. It it hits on all those notes and that's one of the reasons why this thing is, I I feel comfortable saying, I think it's one of the best movies ever made. Tim also writes, I love the shot of everyone helping to carry Maximus while leaving Commodus alone. You pointed that out, Ray. Beautiful. As important to the overall story of the movie as everybody coming together to raise up the soldier of Rome, honor him, Maximus to walk him out, was they were leaving the rotten carcass of Commodus to lay there and rot there were two stories being told there in that one image and the way Ridley Scott framed it up I mean it was perfect yeah it was beautiful it was it's, you're absolutely right and about you know you know something about that one part too what
2: they did what what was good that they did is not when he after he killed Commodus the crowd didn't cheer like that would have been so corny if they did right right they left it quiet because that's how everyone felt like how are we supposed to act you know what, what are we supposed to cheer i thought that was great
0: i just thought that was, was great a small thing that was great all right let's move on here next up we got james lh who writes hey guys in the 80s i grew up with uh, reruns on uk tv with classics like spartacus ben-hur etc the problem nothing new gladiator uh, revived this genre and to me bettered those classics also i've never seen those in cinema gladiator i did another big difference great choice one of my favorites and that's the thing, because after the classic era, look, Spartacus, the original, is one of my favorite movies ever. It is a top 20. I've, I've talked about that many times. Directed by about, Stanley Kubrick. You talk about Ben-Hur. It, just one of the most fantastic stories ever told. It is hard to imagine living in that era of those films and thinking what's the point of doing another gladiatorial the Colosseum, roman sword and sandal what's the point you can never do them as good as those movies and you can have an argument as to whether Gladiator is as good as ben-hur or as good as the original Spartacus. you can have that debate but whether you think it's better or not quite as good it settled the argument that it doesn't need to be as great it can be better it can be done just as well it can be done better maybe because it came out, and now today, I hear the same thing being said only now about Spartacus, or sorry, now about Gladiator. People like, well, th- don't bother doing another Roman sandal, s- uh, sword and sandal movie, and the Coliseum, whatever, because you can never be as good as Gladiator. And all I can say is, thank goodness, Ridley Scott never listened to people saying that, like they did about Spartacus and Ben-Hur, because otherwise we never would have had a Gladiator.
1: You know, there's something else too, to your point, Saving Private Ryan, the opening on Omaha Beach, The invasion of D-Day we had never seen battles especially World War II battles depicted in that way where they applied Vietnam combat photography documentary combat photography showing us the horror just the terror of what it would have been like to be on D-Day coming onto those beaches Gladiator in a way sort of showed us another period piece in a way that had never been depicted on film before. I mean, you watch Spartacus, you watch Ben-Hur. I love those movies. I grew up with those movies, but they're very, you know, they're movies, whereas the combat scenes in Gladiator, like the combat scenes in Saving Private Ryan, have an immediacy that couldn't have been recreated back in the 50s or early 60s. So it was a great extension of modern uh, cinematic techniques that using various shutter angles to create that kind of blurry effect when smoke and dirt is flying across the frame. I mean, there's great moments in the Battle of Germania where you're seeing like mud in the air, you know, and you're seeing blood come out and they
0: couldn't have done that back in the day. Cries of
2: terror, cries of terror. (laughs) Swords hitting each other. Well, everything—not
0: just the visual effects point of view, but the 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 advancement in the technology of sound, the advancement in the technology of costuming, the advancement—it—it just—it really was a culmination of all that, and we got what we got.
1: And I also think that while, yeah, you can tell in this movie, Rome is matte paintings and CG and stuff, it's not all that. So you're actually, they actually went to places like Morocco where there was real sand and you're not in a volume stage and you feel it. You know,
0: the funny thing is when you'd see the big wide shots of Rome, I would contend, I think even today by a lot of standards, you could look at that and say, yeah, that feels real. If it wasn't for the birds that fly across the screen, (laughs) Whenever they had these big wide shots of either the Colosseum or Rome that was map painted, they would have birds fly across the screen that looked so clearly composited. That's like, okay, this this is is kind of fake. But you know what? It didn't matter. You knew it wasn't real, but you still felt the awe of Rome. Yeah, but there was enough
1: reality there. Like when they're in those, you feel like they're really in the Colosseum, even though you know there's a section of it. But you feel. They're really out there. You know, there's really guys with real swords banging on each other, and it's and you feel every
0: blow. All right, let's get back over to it here. Uh, Adrian Fo- uh, Foley writes, Minus the slow-mo scenes, great movie. Uh, Phoenix and Crow are absurdly talented. Great action scenes and really heartfelt, but my God, the slow-mo's outdated. Yeah, you know who uses that slow-mo technique a lot, too, is Peter Jackson. And I don't know <laughs> if he got inspired... By it, by, um, I mean, they roughly came out the same, like, when did the first Lord of the Rings came out? 2001? 2001. So, uh, so you was already making Lord of the Rings by the time this came out, but, but Peter, said, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the slow-mo stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm really not, especially when they alter the frame rate. and. They, the, oh. Yeah, there's a
1: couple of those things, but I think they're more done for dramatic effect yeah. here. I don't I just don't to- think
0: effectively. I, don't think, I think it's a little bit distracting because not only did Jackson use that a lot in Lord of the Rings, he also used it in King Kong. Like he really overused that in King Kong and that is just one of the little techniques. All right. Uh, Aiden also writes, I would butcher the whole world if only you had loved me. Hey, listen, Maximus wasn't the only one who had great lines. Like Commodus had some wonderful lines oh, yeah. in this thing too. And that's one of them. All right. Uh, Donaldo Martinez writes, Do you think Marcus Aurelius was testing Maximus when he offered him emperor by deciding he gave uh, by deciding by declining, I should say, by declining, he gave the right answer. If that makes sense. No, Donaldo, I don't believe that because here's why I think emperor had been testing him for a decade. I think the emperor, he was basically a son to him at that point. Richard Harris's emperor knew him inside out and backwards already he knew he the, was going to say no yeah the, he knew it already i mean the, the, he so he wasn't testing him he was this was the end the test had been happening probably over the previous 20 years so it's an excellent question to know though but that's why i don't think he was testing right there all right andrew at the movies writes am i not merciful again another great line from commodus uh fun fact joaquin phoenix improvised that line i did not know connie Nielsen's frightened reaction was genuine did not know if that was an improv moment and Connie Nielsen's react, like just in that moment reacted to it. That's awesome. Oh, that is beast. a great story. <laughs> I like that a lot. All right. Andrew at the movies also writes, uh, Oh, am I not? Merc- oh, sorry. It's a double up. Um, Andrew also writes, Connie Nielsen was originally Lara in um man of steel opposite crow as a uh, Jorel. Zack Snyder is a huge gladiator fan. She had a scheduling conflict. I never heard I that. I didn't know that either. But, could, but it's good that she didn't because we ultimately got Sears Wonder Woman. Plus, Plata. that
1: would have been, I think, distracting because I would have been thinking, hey, look, they're teamed up again from Gladiator. I don't know if I would have liked
0: that. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would, that's what I would have been thinking. I don't want to be think, like, I, I loved Russell Crowe as Jarrell. I love loved him. Loved him. Loved him. But if he was with Connie Nielsen, I wouldn't have stopped thinking about,
0: oh, I get it. All right, let's keep going here. Next up, we got Henry B. who writes, The score with Lisa uh, Gerard and Hans Zimmer, We Are Free, is epic. Slap on some earphones and play it aloud. Great score for training and inspiration. It is. I was watching another video recently, and that music kicked in. I'm like, oh my God, because it's instantly recognizable. Oh, yeah. That music is instantly recognizable the moment you hear it. Henry also writes, The score, oh, sorry, that was a double up. Scotty Hale writes, Loved how this was my first adult film I watched with my dad when it came out back in the day. And that's the thing, right around that 2000 era, that was a very transformative time. and transform- So a lot of people today who are adults watching whatever, they remember going back and watching that movie 22 years ago. Yeah. I mean, and that's a great thing about it, Scotty. All right, next up, Alex von Gollem writes, The performance of Richard Harris is awesome. Emperor Dumbledore. Uh, Despite the few scenes he has, you learn he's wise, honorable, and a great Caesar. I love it. But more than that, you also learn that he probably became that. Because in the short amount of time he's in the movie, you learn he probably did a lot of things that weren't so honorable weren't so wise, wasn't a very good dad, and he probably got older and wiser as he went. And I love the fact that they made him a multidimensional character like that. Uh, Raddest Nerd writes, love everything, but why wasn't Crow shredded? He was pretty beefy. And here's the thing, if he had looked like a a bodybuilder of today, I don't think that would have felt authentic. But he was clearly big and muscular and powerful. I
1: mean, this is not 300 after all.
0: Yes. So this one felt a little bit more real. So I was good with that. All right. Next up, Clutter Hale writes uh, Crow versus Phoenix is one of the best movie rivals ever. The best scene, in my opinion, is when Phoenix first enters Rome. It's powerful and menacing. When he rides into Rome with his sister, and the senators are like, Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that one dick senator who says, oh, I think he has promise or right. whatever, right? Right.
1: They're like, ah. stuck
0: up. By the way, that, that Crassus. Scene, it
1: was Crassus, right?
0: The, 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 the senator that you like so much. Derek Jacoby. Derek Jacoby. Claudius. That when they're in his first kind of Senate meeting, yep. and they're talking about... What are they talking about? Sanitation and all that kind right. of stuff. Well, perhaps His Majesty would educate us and teach us like, oh, dude, you got balls. <laughs> and he also said, have you ever held
2: a dying man oh, or a who's dying in this and then, like, the Joaquin says that one sort of subtle threat to him say say one more thing and I'll cut off your arms. Something yeah, like but
0: that. it was more subtle than I'll cut off your uh, arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it yeah. was in
2: front of everybody. I was like, this guy's not taking yeah, shit. That no was sarcasm, like sarcasm,
0: no nothing. But also, they <laughs>
1: did lean, kind of lean into that when he's like, I. I, he's almost like Zod in Superman too. Uh, what I, I, I you own everything? I everything you survey, you own it. And he's like, oh, I'm so bored. I don't. What am I? Gonna, I don't like matters of state. I, I he's just it. such a douche.
0: I am their father. It's like, oh, you ass. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we got Zachary uh Zabaly who writes, "I refuse to love Gladiator when it came out. Oh, sorry, I refuse to love Gladiator when it came out because I love Braveheart so much." Do you ever get defensive about movies? <laughs> I, well, no, listen, I, I, that's a very good question. And I think, first of all, it's not healthy. It's actually a toxic attitude to have, that I must dislike that to prove that I like this. But, Zachary, it is something we all feel sometimes as movie fans. We just got to fight against that. This whole idea that it, it, loving something, the belief that we have that to love something means we need to hate something else. That was at the core of the pathetic Marvel DC zombie slave fanboy versus the DC zombie slave fanboy war, because people started to define their tribe, not by what they love, but by what they hate. And when they would try to define by what they love, it meant to love this means you must hate that. And that is not what a true movie fan should do. And we all feel it. Sometimes we got to just remind ourselves. That's not what movie fandom is. Movie fandom is wanting to love things. We're not going to love everything. But if you love something I don't love, that's awesome. As long as we're all loving stuff together. And that should be the key. I don't know. What would you say to that?
1: I agree with you 100% because what does Braveheart have to do with Gladiator? Really? I mean, you could say they're kind of in the same genre. You know, William Wallace and Maximus, Desmus Meridius are kind of the similar figures. But they're different movies. And just because they both
0: share traits, why I love them both. Yep, I, I love Braveheart. So listen, Zachary, you are not alone. I would say, I think we've all feel that sometimes. Just remember, loving something is not dependent on disliking something else. So just keep that in mind. All right, Julian Mott writes, I didn't have a chance to watch the movie before this video. Wanted to support and say hi. Oh, thank you so much for that, Julian. Also, I think uh, my favorite Russell Crowe experience is Les Mis. Listen, a lot of people crap on him as Javert and Les Mis. I thought he was great as Javert and Les Mis. And Les Mis is like probably my favorite stage play of all time. So, and I just want to say, hey, Julian, hopefully this video will inspire you, motivate you to go watch Gladiator, because I'm jealous that you get to watch it for the first time. All right, Chris Barcenas writes, for me, the best scene is when Crow takes off his helmet and just stares at Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> By the way, that was a great helmet he had on at the oh, same time.
1: it's a great helmet.
0: And, like, when he first tried, to, like, I don't want to take off this helmet. I refuse to take him off the helmet. It's like, uh, yeah, you're, you're told. He gives the speech. Mm.
1: It's and, and you see, Commodus is ho- like
0: that Shock was not horror. what
1: he expected it to was, see.
2: And he was warning him a little bit. He's like, like refusing to take off the hel- helmet at first. He was trying to tell him, you don't, you don't want to see, you don't want to see what's under this. Yeah. And then when he goes, uh, you know, whatever he said. How dare you turn your back
0: on yeah. me? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. oh uh, anyway, okay. Uh, next up, K Major writes. I, uh, are we at K-Major? Yes, we are at K-Major. Um, hey, I am so happy that you're finally doing this. Been waiting for this for like two years. Now on to the movie. Uh, okay, for those of you who don't know, what he's saying is absolutely true. We have been talking about doing Movie Club and starting Movie Club with Gladiator for like two years. <laughs> for like two years. Always wanted to do it. Thought we are going to be able to do it. Weren't able to do it. Now we're in a position to be able to do it. And I'm glad you're here joining us for us, K-Major. All right, uh, next up. K-Major also writes, oh, no, that was the same thing. There he is. Next one. Uh, John Rob. for years. I hated Joaquin Phoenix, LOL. It took me a while to realize that it was because he was such an awesome bad guy in that performance. It was exactly what you were saying, same right? Same here. Same here. <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, let's see here. Let's, let's move on. And uh, what do we got next? I'm misplaced. Where am I? We're at? Yeah. And yeah, right. The Batman will hit 220 million. Uh, no, it won't. Uh, I hope it does, but it won't. And we're here to talk about Gladiator. Tim Platt writes, Commodus. Yeah, okay, Maximus. Uh, wherever you're still... Let me try this again. Commodus. Yeah, okay, Maximus. Whatever. You're still just a Gladiator. I can have you killed by one move of my thumb. Crowd. Live, live, live. Maximus. Do you feel, uh, do you feel in charge? Priceless moment. I, I, just such a great... Again... Part of what elevates this movie so much, by the way, and we haven't really touched on it here, is the dynamic chemistry and energy between Joaquin Phoenix and Russell Crowe. The fact that not just that both of them were able to bring a hell of a performance, they played off each other so well. You could feel the anonymity. You could feel the the, the bitterness between them. And, and that's what worked. Well, what's also this particular
1: moment Commodus is now being rejected by the population of Rome the same way that his father rejected him as a potential Caesar. Yes. And, and so when they're... Commodus can't put his thumb down because the crowd has become more important and, and he's... he's, been, he's has, why don't mob. they love me? Yeah, why doesn't the mob love me? I give them whatever they want and they still... I am un, I was not accepted by my father and I'm not accepted by my people. And so, because he's a douche, and <laughs> and by the end of the movie, all pretense of civilization, of what Rome could stand for either way, whether it's an empire, or whether it's a republic, communist doesn't care.
0: Yeah, all right, next up, we've got Ryan Loner who writes, where it is that Proximo was going to live, we were just talking about this, Word it is <clears> that Proximo <throat> was going to live, but then they had to cobble together an end to his story after Oliver Reed's death, Hard to imagine. I It's it's hard for me to imagine how the character would have lived, especially like with the escape plan and all that kind of stuff, and it could only happen with him. But yeah, I had heard the same thing, Ryan, which is a really interesting thing. I, I'd love to meet Ridley Scott again someday and just ask him that. What was going to be Proximo's ending? I, I really would right. be fascinated to know that. Uh, future Millionaire, love the name, man, writes, love you guys, thank you so much. You guys keep me company while I'm at work. Well, I'm glad to, we could be there at work with you, man, and... Celebrate a little bit of Gladiator with you, uh and as ninety-one writes, I love the Gladiator and Roman history. Some historical facts about Commodus: he is the only emperor who was born to a sitting Roman emperor. By the way, the movie is not historically correct, but who cares? Oh, oh yeah, no, and and by the way, uh, Andes sends in a, ch- a super chat of like twenty-two bucks. Thank you so much for that, Andes. Yeah, nobody confuses Gladiator no for a true accurate history
1: lesson i mean marcus aurelius was a was a real person and he was a caesar and he wrote amazing and there were gladiators and there were gladiators. and he wrote uh, marcus aurelius if you want to delve into that part of history read some of his works what he wrote he had a lot of very interesting things to say as a politician and statesman
0: all right here hold a second i just got to get this reloaded up and i'm gonna try it again Sorry, our stream elements has been acting funny all day, so I just got to get to the next. Nope, that's not working. We're almost there. Just hang tight with us, guys. Almost there. there. We'll get there. We'll get there.
1: We'll get there, Pop. I'm going to try
0: to load it up here again. Give me a second. It says we have no stream activity, but I know we do, so give me a second here. Uh, Rob, wa- wax poetic again for a minute. Well, <laughs>
1: let me wax rhapsodic about. No, I, look, I think that that one of the great things about this particular film that works is it works on many different levels all the time, and even though it's a pop historical fantasy, it's still a film that deals with basic human truths about about love and family and 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 rejection and and. And ambition, and and well, revenge, and I think that, and the way it's all interwoven, is something that serves all stories. And I feel that, in a way, we're missing that today in our in a lot of our uh, franchise properties, because it should be around. It, we should feel these things, even in Star Wars or Star Trek or take
2: your pick. You, you, you know, I'm going off off track here, but because I, I, I don't really know what we were talking about. But what was crazy back then is like anytime someone ha- they don't they didn't have phones. Right. No cell phones. They did. Anytime you had to if you had a little secret, if you wanted to do some sort of betrayal, you would actually have to go visit the person and ask them, hey, you want to screw over this guy? Hey, you want to do this? And then you had to plot and scheme the worst thing would be like, I need some time to think like you would have to walk back wherever <laughs> he came from and come back. And do, you know what I mean? It was so crazy, like w- watching a movie where we have the stuff we have, like sometimes going back in time, you think about those things, how hard it was for them to even plan anything. I mean, today we just text message, hey, go through, <laughs> uh go through uh tunnel A and go through tunnel B, this and that. But yeah. Oh, it's true. I really like these movies for the historical, especially when they try to, at least from what they've read or their research, try to make it how it really was. You know what I mean? No, I, hate, I, I hate the fantasy historical things where they you could tell it's a whole dramatization, and they try to like make everything pretty just for the movie, right? I want to see how it really was. And, no,
1: I mean, the, most of history was dirty and filthy and horrible.
0: They're they're out here to make a good story. story. All right. I got the questions back up, and it's the final question of the day. And the final question here today is uh, Shruvo Raman, who writes The only line imperfect in the movie is, Honor him. I don't know. I thought that was pretty damn perfect. I wanted this moment to be more subtle. Uh, That line pulled me out. I disagree. Who who said that at that moment? She did. Oh, she She did did at at the 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 end. Soldier of Rome, honor him. She is talking to Rome. Right. Right. She's because like Rome just witnessed their emperor killed. slain. Yeah. Right. The emperor's been slain. And so she is standing there speaking before. Rome. I don't know if there's room for much subtlety there. I think that was a moment for a statement to be made. And, and I thought she up. made it.
1: There's there's his guard. There's the Praetorian guard. There's all the, the senators that are there. I mean, they're all the people that matter. And, and the thing is, she knows they all know the truth.
0: And yeah. who, who rules now? Her son. She does. I guess. I guess her son would become maybe the next, that. Yeah.
2: If it was her, then that line would totally make sense because she said it in such a demanding way. Well, she was the like daughter she's in charge now. She's like, the
0: daughter of the previous emperor, the sister of the current now previous emperor again. So in lineage, her son would be next emperor. I wish the person who asked the question would have given a
2: suggestion on what he thinks would have worked. Yeah, well, because not, I, I want to see what I, else. Yeah, I want to see what what he would if he he didn't think that line was perfect. Maybe he should have thrown thrown in what
0: he thought may have because i would love to hear that because yeah.
2: you know i don't know
0: well guys listen uh we were planning doing this for about an hour we've gone about almost 20 minutes over but uh that'll do it for our inaugural meeting of movie club thank you guys for coming and for bringing the cookies and the donuts and the coffee over in the corner <laughs> thanks for getting together to get together to chat about movie club talking about gladiator truly honestly one of the best films ever and we're so glad that we finally got a chance to do this after a couple of years guys do me a favor we since this is the first episode what did you guys think about this did you did you like this format where we just talk about one movie period for like an hour did you like that maybe it wasn't for you maybe you think there's some changes we should make whatever Uh, we are going to do at least a couple more to see if you guys enjoy this or not next week don't forget the next chapter of movie club we're talking iron man one so get back, go visit it again. I know you're going to go through all the catalog of Marvel movies to go all the way back to it, but let's go back to where it started for the MCU. Talk about Iron Man 1. We're going to do that next week. But for now, guys, that'll do it for Movie Club here on the John Campion YouTube channel. Thanks so much for being here. Big special thank you, of course, to all of you guys who participated and send in the comments, questions, thoughts, uh, observations about the movie. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to discuss. And Number two, you supported our channel at the same time. So thank you guys so much for that. I want to thank Robert Meyer Burnett, Robert, strength and honor. Where can people follow you online?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter, Burnett RM. Find me on Instagram at Robert Meyer Burnett or RMB. However I'm listed, I always forget. Or find me on my own YouTube channel, The Burnett Work.
0: And over here, of course, Ray Aura, strength and honor to you. Where can people follow you online?
2: Hold on. A a little hint for anyone who wants to have the gladiator like play it out. PS2, there's a game called Coliseum. You can find me at Ray Aura with a zero. (laughs) Just play it. Just play it. Like it's, it's this movie for real. People are like, Wait, PlayStation Two. PlayStation Two. Yeah, PlayStation and Two. Not right. even well, that.
0: Play it. <laughs> and of course, you guys can follow me on social media, simply on Instagram and on Twitter, just at John Campia. That's it for us, guys, for now. Thanks a lot for joining us. My name's John Campia, and until next time, you know what I'm gonna say, strength and honor.